2: Hey yo, what's up world? This is DJ JS1 of the legendary Rocksteady crew. And right now, you're listening
1: to The Library with my man, Tim Einenkel, on RapStation.com. Strictly the real hip hop. Peace! Beyond Your Acquisition, Master Cylinder, with the Gunmetal Great Feature panorama chillomega get your hopes into the zone a rush what's up on the daxing whispers from the beta letters brings the pain and the pickles from the epic center become the flame of awareness <laughs> in the mind will enter deep walking father's hunt the threshold of expectation. Shadow sat on
3: phantom's dusty reflections and pushed for my brain by a lazy slide across the skylar legendary mc and artist with over 25 years in the game starting out with ice teas time some kids he has literally pushed the boundaries of what hip-hop can be and should be. Colors outside the lines, not afraid to journey where others have not. At the end of 2014, he released of his fourth album, on which he continues to blaze his own path, pushing the creative elements of hip-hop to the maximum. It is my pleasure to introduce the one and only Divine Styler to the library with Tim Kell on rapstation.com. Thank you so much for being here, Divine.
2: Yes, thank you. Peace.
3: Uh, Divine, I want to I kind of go on to... Uh, Kind of your career and and looking at and, and kind of looking at your discography there 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 were three years between your first album and second album then there were seven years from the second album to the third and now 14 years to this album uh deaf mask why so much time in between albums I, i've never been driven by accolades
2: or 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 or, or desires so it's not like I I didn't get into the music business because I wanted a career in music. I, I I didn't, I just did it because I wanted, I was making records, you know, it wasn't a conscious thing. And one thing led to another. Then it's like, okay, well you're in the contract, make another record. So I, then I did spiral walls. And then, um, I just, I don't know why I took a break. Again, it wasn't a conscious effort, just life. You know what I mean? And, and, I started to real early on. I started to realize that the records were almost writing themselves, and I couldn't. When you know, because in between those records, I was always doing music in some way, shape, or form. And and every time I would force it, yeah, I wasn't happy with it. It didn't feel right because it felt like I was contriving something, and that didn't feel. it, It just that it felt like that wasn't my purpose to contrive. So I wait for the conversation to appear and then i started to realize that it's my experiences that actually write the records and after you know so so much of an experience is actually had it starts to write itself and that's kind of how it's always been
3: you've started you started out your career kind of during a time in rap music where there was actually a lot of content diversity played on the radio uh you know you could have like uh Public Enemy played alongside an NWA or whatnot, right? Yes. But now we're at a time where there's, it seems like there's actually zero uh, content diversity in played on rap music, um, but it's actually the most popular right now. Uh, do you think this is a conscious effort by the powers that be to play, not to put diversity of content on the radio? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. There's a lot of speculation about it and in, in a lot of special, uh, speculation as to why uh, but you know you got rap being one of the biggest uh uh, uh creators of income but who's receiving the income when you got to give away your music this is the only genre that you got to give away music so you're giving away music in a billion dollar industry and the artists and is not seeing it. Even if you're a signed artist, how can Pharrell sell, get no? What is it? Ninety-three million streams and only make twenty-five hundred dollars? As big as he is, a, a, a superstar, and earned it, and blah blah all that good stuff, and he only received twenty-five hundred. So where is who owns the content? So with that system in place, you know, that's one. Speculation, and but that system in place where you are receiving two hundred and upwards of percent of of return, and the artist ain't seeing it. Who's seeing it? So why not keep that boat floating <laughs> if, for whoever it's working for? You know what I mean. But the other thing is the other aspect of it. You know, there was a part, there was a time where there was a major transition from the free, the free, the free form of the expression into this gangster rap thing. And then it took off. And how did gangster rap become the staple to where that became what we do as an art form? That had nothing to do with the art form. That's street again. That's drug dealer That's people killing people. That has nothing to do with the art form. So now we're in this place where everything is anti-life and it sells. Now, does it sell because the companies want more of it? Because it sold? In the beginning, because, you know, N.W.A. came out or, I, you know, Public Enemy Soul, why can't we have more Public Enemy or, you know what I mean, Superlover C-Soul or Big Daddy Kane and Biz Soul, why can't we have more of that? So at that point, you know, who, 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 for me, that's where the conversation lies. Who is in control? Who, who, you know, the they question. <laughs> the Who are they? You know what I mean? Or... Is it left up to these 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 kids that want these record deals and they think they have to do that to make a record? So that's what the company wants to push. No, the company pushes what they want to push. They'll sell you you know dog on a stick if they want to, and you will purchase it because they're telling you to. I just don't think people are that stupid. I think there is a system in place. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't I, I try and stay away from the the, the in depth version of that conversation because I don't want to get into philosophical and argumentative debates with ignorant with ignorant people about it, you know what I mean, and so forth and so on. But I definitely think it is totally by design.
3: Right. I mean, you play enough of one song on the radio. You play a song a hundred times on the radio, people are going to like that song no matter what. No matter what. You know, this whole
2: thing that we work for the fans is a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? No, you work, for, you make records because you are... You like to express the way you like to express, you know, not because that's what the fans want. The fans don't know what they want; they take what you give them, and they could either like it or dislike it. But at that point, it's not art, if you know what I mean. It's not a it's not a a a a a or, a devil or a creation or however you put it. Like, then why are you doing it if you're doing it for some for them, and they don't know what they want? And so it's a, it's in a weird. It's in a weird place, and I don't understand that you know where it's going to evolve at this point, but it, I don't know it's just interesting
3: I'm talk about this really quick I have a quick question about um your your Muslim faith um how much does your faith play a role in your art and are you usually in sync or do you find yourself running into kind of personal contradictions when you're doing art?
2: Personal conscience, that's an interesting question. Not really, no, never really. I mean, there was a there was a point in time where I was really, I really got serious in, in with Islam, you know, because it, you hit that point, well, am I going to do this or am I going to play with it? You know, why are you doing anything? You know, if you're going to do something, are you going to embody it or, or keep continuing to do the things that are contradictory to the thing you say you're going to do. And so I got really serious in in the mid-90s, you know, and I I made my pilgrimage and got married and, you know, did all the things you're supposed to do. And, you know, as as I um, interact with fellow Muslims, you know, you run across the ones that say, you know, music is Haram, you're not supposed to be doing music. You're not supposed to be doing that. And I and look at that and, and I think to myself and I wonder, and I was like, everything here that we have access to as a, as, as a race of humans on this planet was here before we got here. Even the ideas. <laughs> and, and, and if that is under the guys, of, you know, we can do right or wrong with it. We can do good or bad with it. But to tell me that I can't do music that's more of, of you know, f- fanaticism, kind of extremist kind of a thing. And I just wasn't feeling that. But the the sensibility of it is designed to make you feel guilty and to make you f- feel like you can't do anything, you know, because Satan is everywhere. And I just don't adhere to that thought and that idea. First of all, I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe there's such a thing as the devil. And I'm definitely not feeling the idea that there's – some Satan in in some invisible Satan somewhere that is out there to stop you. You know what I mean. Creation is creation. The supreme being, the supreme being, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but I just don't. You know. So I was always. I never really had a a, 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 a contradictory feeling of in 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 that sense. Or the 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 guilt to have to make Islamic based music or religious-based music, you know, like, you know, I make music in the world. You're supposed to not be in the world in, in some, you know, belief system. You're supposed to be out of the world and, and be here in this bubble. And I kind of never joke with that, you know what I mean? And I kind of did I did my thing because I feel I have self-control. I can be in the world and I have to fall victim to all the shit that's out there. You know what I mean, I can I can walk amongst whatever it, 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 people are people. You just learn how to you know. So I always came from that place with it.
3: I've heard you in a past interviews. You talked about your your dad, Rick R- Richardson. he was a DJ. He worked for WBLS and a bunch of other clubs. Um, I've always find it interesting, you know, when people talk about their kind of the music they grew up listening to. Uh, what for you? What, what's the most memorable record you you remember your dad spinning? And then which one do you think is the most influential to you as an artist?
2: Oh wow. That's a trip. The uh the biggest the, the biggest influence, the biggest record, not biggest influence, but the to answer the first half of the question, uh Love is a message. He did Love is a Message Master Mix, I think in eighty eighty or seventy nine, and they used to play it on BLS. And Love is a message was a big record. That that is like the New York anthem for for disco at the time. And, um, you know, it was, it was like, it, it was dope. It was just like, you know, damn, I, I would hit on the radio and smile, but being, growing up around him, being a DJ, it was still first, it, it, being DJ in the house and out in the parks and in the clubs, it was still first nature to me. So it wasn't like a big deal, but he was on the radio, but he was on the radio with one of the biggest New York records. It, it, it was, it was interesting. And um, I think the only thing that influenced me uh, musically from what he did was just being around so much music at a young age, you know, them building the sound system in the house, them breaking it down to take it outside to the park, putting gear in it and the people involved and the records in my room, you know, being five years old and having these crates of records who nothing to do is either you suck your thumb or you look at the record covers, right. you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so, <definitely>. I, <laughs> so I spent a lot a, a lot of my childhood just looking at record covers and reading them and, and just being fascinated by the diverse. I remember just looking at a Parliament record at a certain age and just reading the comics on it and looking at the art and trying to figure out what this meant, and then looking at a Kraftwerk record, you know what I mean? Yeah. And being like completely mystified like why they have com- what is that a computer head you know me, I mean I have in these questions and the feeling that these covers gave you and what they implied and then you put the music on I had one of those fold uh, record play you know the plastic record yeah. play oh, you, wow. you put a record on you, and that's how I used to play his records <laughs> <laughs> and I used to play the hell out of uh, Trans Europe Express wow. and turn up the lights and scare my sister you know what I mean and I love that <laughs> shit <laughs> but I guess that was my first sci-fi experience with myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, um, Divine. You know, you, you released your first album, um, Word Power, in 1989, and as we're talking, we've talked about it as a um, Death Mass is your fourth album, released late last year. Um, you, you've had a long, obviously a long career, but but which album do you think best represents you as an artist, and then? Which album are you the most proud of so far?
2: I think um they they all represent me because they just snap they're really snapshots of a journey mm. and the journey's not over, but the one that I'm most proud of, i would say is 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 a really hard one. It would be spiral walls and death mask spiral walls for the pure like honesty and And the purity of it for me to just un un unafraid and um just to just to you know do something that was you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to make that kind of record <laughs> as a as an m c <laughs> and uh death mass just for the just the, the pure damn hard work that went into it, you know. With nothing, because again, I'm doing this on my own with 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 no income, no not income. Like I don't have a budget, and 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 all the perks of getting into a a a, a, a nice mixing studio or what have you, and all that stuff. You know, I'm doing it all on my own, a hundred thousand percent, and that was a feat to be able to do it at my age and to do it the way I did it, and you know, not lazily, but as a as a respectable piece of art. You know, I'm I'm proud of that.
3: So, what what keeps you, I mean, I guess what what keeps you going? Uh, like, I don't know what what. How do you keep, continue to draw inspiration?
2: That's a really good question. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I I really don't know. I get I guess I I really like what I do. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily like the business aspect of it, and what what making a record brings. Because it brings a lot of bullshit, you know, it brings a lot of people who who want to, you know, they want to connect to you for the wrong reasons, they want to use you as a vehicle, it's the whole Hollywood thing, you know what I mean, I ain't into that, I'm just not into that, I want to make records and make my money and make records, you know, I want to be paid for my worth, but I don't want the bullshit that comes with it, but it comes, you know what I mean. It, it comes inevitably, but I have a low tolerance for it, <laughs> again I'm not here for that, I'm here for the, for the expression you know what I mean, to to do the thing and uh, yeah, that
3: would be it uh, He's a legendary MC and a legendary artist with over 25 years in the game uh, latest album, Death Mask uh, Divine Styler, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Ryan and Kyle on rapstation.com Ready? My program is
1: legendary spit ring whole acquisition master cylinder i giant singular suit and hammer with the gun metal great feature hammer kill a mega gamer terror humans enter the drone era chambers of unorthodox linguistics from the beta letters brings the pain and the pain. of to pedestrians, shifting like a pantomime. Condition of a mastermind, scoping for the phantom sign. Triple darkness lingering around the aura polarized. geared up, I'm fearing that my nocturnal vicious. Super subconsciousness, best believers in the rhythm of hunting down the multi minion Servants of the dark division, using a human host for living.